It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Happy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind You know, I wasn't going to try that, Jasmine. The, the runs that Jasmine Sullivan does won't be, they will not be attempted by me. Let me let you know what I did do, though. I, the main thing I do on TikTok is follow those rendition, like, oh, oh. I follow those rendition pages that they play the piano or the guitar or whatever, and then you sing along. And I don't know what possessed me. I think that the heat wave really affected my amygdala because I, when I tell you my cerebral cortex was, 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 was affected, they said, sing along, Whitney Houston, I have nothing. And I, Kelechi Oluwafumilayo Okafo, thought that I could do that shit. It got to the point where... <laughs> I couldn't even like the video. I couldn't like it because I didn't want for there to be an instance that a video like that showed up again to catch me in my delusion. And then I tried to sing along. Share my life. Ooh. Take me forward. Yeah. Oh, and that's where it stopped. That's where it stopped because I will not change. My vocal cords for you I can't I can't I don't really need to look Woo! Very much further Ow! I don't want to have to go Ooh, Where you don't follow ah, I'm holding back again That's the point where I need to hold back Because <laughs> when they talk about head voice, chest voice I had no voice Which that I have nothing I had nothing I had nothing in that vocal range to contribute. So I know myself. Let me stick to my young Shania Twain, you know, my little bits there because I do not want to play myself, baby. So if you're wondering what you're listening to, what you're watching, it's me, Kalechi, the baby girl in the place to be. I like that. I think I'll keep that. Um, and you are listening slash watching SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. I don't want to waste too much time. I always say that and I go on forever. But I won't be wasting too much time because there's a long interview. I speak with Apex Zero, um, wonderful multidisciplinary artist, and we speak for quite a while. Yes. So that will come, you know, when we do Share Your Magnificence. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to try and like just get through the other bits. For continuity... I don't know what, I just decided to wear the same outfit. Let me tell you. So this is how, can you see how the episode gets longer and longer and longer when I have a story to tell? So I sat down to, I sat down at my office here to interview Apex. I had a 
um, another interview. I don't know what happened between my PA and the people. They didn't show. But that wasn't for me to interview them. That was for them to interview me. It was just a mess. Anyway, um, this reminds me. I think it's Kim. I don't know if you need to check your junk or whatever. But your friends bigged you up at the live show about your podcast. And you didn't get in contact. But then my PA contacted you for us to book this in. So do not tarry. Do not waste time. Sort it out. Sort it out. Um, But yeah, so I sat down to interview him. Now I know I've, or yeah, I know I've been banging gym. Like the shoulders are coming in healthy. Can you see them? I haven't really bothered to work too much on my traps because I can make my traps very, very prominent. But the shoulders are cute. Oh, are they misaligned? I need to go back to yoga. Alignment, alignment. These shoulders don't lie. (laughs) Anyway, I know that I've been banging gym, but let's be serious. Why is it that when I just went to stretch, I snapped the the strap of the satin little camisole dress that I was wearing? One of the snaps, one of the snaps strapped, one of the straps snapped. Um, so I, I was I, I was then trying to tuck it in. Like now I'm just wearing um, a bandeau situation, but I was trying to make it into like a bandeau satin dress because like, what am I going to do? And then I looked at the time and luckily I've been planning my time well enough that I had 40 minutes to spare. So I drove back home, changed my my outfit, changed to this because it was very hot. Um, And I just thought for continuity's sake, I'll just wear the same outfit to record today because it's cute. So this is from Dylab, D-Y-E-L-A-B. A lot of these West African brands like stop playing with me. A lot of the brands really stop playing with me because I'll be bigging you up and then you'll just be there silent. Like, respect me and respect yourselves. Anyway, that's by the by. They haven't done this. Anyway, this cute fit is from Dialab. Um, I think the designer started it in 2020, actually. So she's gone from strength to strength since starting it. And I see why. Like, the prints are incredible. Um, so this is a, a like a boob tube top. Um, which I think technically could be worn as a mini skirt as well. And you can wear it the other way around. So I'm wearing it this way around, but you can wear it the other way around as well. Not inside out, but just back to front. Um, and the trousers are like a little sort of like crop situation. Got my legs out there for you all. Um, I hope my foot back, oh, I was going to say, I thought my heel back was black. Hey, Chineke, come on, embarrass, embarrass myself on the podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but it feels so lush on the skin. Um, I don't know how long some of you have been listening to this podcast and I don't know if I've actually said it on this podcast, but I really dislike wearing clothes. I hate wearing clothes. Um, it just doesn't ever feel, you know, it, it rarely feels, it doesn't feel nice on my skin. So I have to choose materials really carefully. Otherwise I'm uncomfortable the whole time. And this feels really lovely on my skin. Yeah. The material that they've used feels really lovely on my skin. Love the print. I look so cute. I'm a print babe. Even my nails, um, Sabrina did my nails. Even my nails have a cute little print on them, like a snake skin vibe. I'm going to change them soon. Some snake skin with gold flakes. Ew. See what I've done? Now it's seven minutes that have passed just for me to tell you that story as to why I'm wearing this outfit and whatever else. Anyway, let us jump to the tarot before I talk too much. Um, I hope that you've pre-ordered the book, Edge of Here. I hope that um, you've bought your tickets for the live show in September. 
12th of September And uh, what else am I doing? I think that's it I think that's it for now I've been actually making progress Writing the novel You'll be so proud of me And Mercury entered Gemini today Which is my third house Of like siblings Mass broadcasting Publishing All of them things there So you know I'm going to be supercharged To write even more It's really juicy It is No Actually let's be fucking serious The novel is shaping up to be truly juicy I am so proud of myself Because there were moments <laughs> There were moments where I was like Kelechi I want people here You will give them back their money Oh my god Why was that Why was that Yoruba so stale in my mouth I'm so glad my mum doesn't listen to this podcast Because she'll be like There you go again Sounding like an Igbo person speaking Yoruba But like I don't want to have to give the money back. So um, it's a good thing. The ideas really started flowing in the way that they have because child, woo, how'd you think I bought the outfit? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, oh, 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 let me not forget. Why is my mood so buoyant? Why am I so like radiant? Is that what you're wondering? It's because of mushrooms, not magic mushrooms. Don't get excited. Although a little bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I've been drinking um, reishi mushroom tea. I don't know if I've mentioned it yet. Maybe I talked about it last week and I'm talking about it again. I am so sorry, girl. Um, reishi mushroom tea, uh, tea. I started drinking it on the recommendation. Uh, maybe I should learn how to speak. Under the recommendation or on the recommendation of Jeffrey Boadi, I started drinking um, reishi mushroom tea. I buy the brand called Dirt Tea, um, like Dirty, D-I-R-T-E-A. They're not paying me for this. I'm just telling you what I've been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Woo! I get so excited when that mushroom tea is inside me. Nah, nah. A lyricist is amongst us <laughs> And it is me So I've been drinking reishi mushroom tea Initially for my allergies I ain't crying, I got allergies Ooh, that song by Tank A tune If he wasn't such a colorist Um, sorry, sorry, sorry That's by the by Um, only to discover that reishi actually also helps With balancing out your mood um, and helping sort of like to balance out your hormones So TMI, my menstrual cycle Like my, my, my bleed this month actually started three days earlier um, Than what my app was saying And usually, you know, everything's usually accurate Or top, top, like last, last a day out But this was like three days early um, But I feel, I feel good I feel like my womb's light No, um, yeah, I just feel nice, you know I have it in the mornings And it's really kept my allergies at bay um, But more importantly, I love what it's done for my mood, you know Because bear fuckery aguan Bear fuckery aguan But it's just not affecting me in the same way Where I would usually be like 
somebody like I would want to just dislocate your jaw. I don't really feel like that now. Like w- when I see people doing wild shit, I'm just like, hmm. now you Sabi, that is between you and whatever God that you are serving. That's not me, you know, acting like a dickhead. That's not me. So it's all good. Um, and aside from that, yes, aside from that, I've also taken up my plant medicine practice. Um, so I'm working with like a plant medicine facilitator currently. And so like, we're one week in and feel so good so far, so far, so good. So I'll keep you updated. Um, <laughs> for legal reasons, I'm not saying anything else. Um, but yeah, it's all going well. Uh, as for the um, retreat, I know that some of you have been asking me about it. Some of you have put your names forward for the ayahuasca retreat. I love your assertiveness. So don't worry, you people who have messaged me already. I know, I know that the others of you will be like, but Kalechi, you said don't message you until it was um until it's time. So you shouldn't really um honor them messaging you ahead, but. Some of the people that did message ahead, they're actually really cool people. So um, I'll keep you updated as to what I'm doing and planning regarding the retreat, because I really want to see if I can. uh, Let me not speak out loud. I'm thinking out loud. Maybe we have ayahuasca where we are. (sighs) Another day. In the mind of Keleche. Don't ever call me that. Um, okay, so I've chosen the tarot letter and let's get straight into it. The tarot letter says, lost at my big, big age. Hi, Kelechi. Day one listener, first time writer in. Tarot and astrology skeptic turned curious thanks to you. I'm feeling a bit lost But unlike some of your other correspondents, I'm 37, so not just starting adult life. I'm a first-time mum with a beautiful baby girl who will be turning one in the summer. Oh. Okay, so it was like the camera stopped for a second then. Anyway, um, where was I? So um, I'm a first-time mum to a beautiful baby girl who will be turning one in the summer. I had her after doing a lot of work on myself to manage complex PTSD after traumatic childhood. I got to a place where I felt I could be a good parent and deserved to acknowledge and fulfill this yearning for a child. And though I have some wobbles, I'm so glad I took this leap. I'm still a work in progress and I have weekly therapy to try to stay well. I've Long wanted to try ayahuasca and it's been so interesting to hear your experiences one day, inshallah. Um, I'm the sole earner in my family as my partner's poor health means he signed off from work. Things have been getting worse for him. So while we thought we would be, um, while we thought he would be a stay at home dad after my maternity leave ends, it looks like I will need to take an unpaid career break until she qualifies for three hours at nursery as he can't be relied on, um, as he can't be um, relied upon. On the one hand, that's fine as I really hate my job, but obviously it's going to be tough financially. When I try to picture the future, I draw a blank. 
I finished a PhD from Oxbridge uh, just before the first lockdown, then fell into work that doesn't require any qualifications, but more importantly, doesn't align with my values. I was supposed to be temporary. It was supposed to be temporary to pay the bills while I figured out what I wanted to do as I don't have the stomach for academia. But then I stayed because my partner had to stop working and inertia, I guess. I was also diagnosed with ADHD around this time, which along with the complex PTSD has helped me make sense of why I've made my life so small just to feel like I can keep my head above water as I find what's needed for normal day-to-day existence so difficult. One of the ways this has manifested is that I haven't felt like I can cope with having friends. This is due to low self-esteem and trust issues as well. But a big part of it is just the time and logistics involved with feeling like I'm doing right by people I'm in relationship with. I'm not sure if that will make sense to anyone who isn't neurodivergent. And it also speaks to my perfectionist uh, tendencies, I, um, I suppose. Anyway, uh, it means I feel quite isolated, especially because I don't have much contact with my family of origin if I can help it. All this to say, I'm lacking direction and inspiration in a big way. I feel lost and stuck. My focus is my daughter right now, but I want to guard against making her my whole world as that's too much pressure on her and doesn't model the full life that I want her to feel she can have. I'd also just like to have fun and joy for myself. So my caring responsibilities after being a parentified child don't make me uh, a resentful husk. I'd be so grateful for any light you can shed. And um, thank you for sending your things. I'm an Aquarius sun, Gemini moon and rising. Ooh, so all these planets, the sun is in your first house now. Um, Mercury is in your first house now Um, Also a projector in human design Yeah, so you weren't meant to be working (laughs) You weren't meant to be working Um, Projectors are meant to guide, basically, like consult So um, the first thing before I even touch the cards Is that you need to consider um, consultancy roles Not one, not something where you're like employed by someone And you're there and you're locked into one Degga Degga 9 to 5 Not to say that Degga 9 to 5 is Degga Degga for everybody But I'm just saying that for you and your build, your type That is not going to work for you And Gemini Rising, of course you love to write (laughs) Of course And um, Mercury now being in Gemini in your first house Would probably be a good time to get um, some feelers out there Really start to type um, Interact, communicate with people um, About roles um, Consultancy roles Like you didn't go and do a PhD for nothing Yeah, so let the thing that you're doing Align with the thing that you gave your heart And soul to for so many years Like let it make sense So anyway, let's look at the uh, card I've ordered a new case for my What's my Trying to fix my headset I've ordered a new case for my um, MacBook And it's so blingy I can't wait for it to arrive Um, So anyway, let's get into the cards The first card, the first deck I'm going to use Is the Spiritual Seasoning Why do I love saying that? I love that deck I think I need to bring it back out Um, I'm using the Dickhead um, Affirmations for a Dickhead in Recovery card deck That's the one that I'm using for you um, let's get into it. Okay. Well, that's everything technologically is just doing what it likes today. So I'm not even going to bother trying to connect the camera back because the camera is just frozen 
on a screen Like it's moving It's like real time when I'm looking at the camera monitor But on this app today Or the software I'm using It doesn't want to cooperate And I can't come and kill myself Is um, the MO So what is the card that we get for you first? Oh Ooh, it says here, I invite passion into every aspect of my life, a passion that moves me to become the greatest manifestation of myself. Um, you can't even really see that clearly at all. Um, that is a word because the main thing here that we know that is lacking is passion. And I, and I feel that from, you know, um, your husband's condition and everything else that you've got going on I can imagine that um, With all these responsibilities And working and being the sole earner It can feel probably very tense um, Giving into passion and being like Oh, you know, I mean, you know You created your daughter But I just feel like sometimes Creating the child is way more fun Than like raising the child <laughs> Can I get an amen? Um, so I can imagine that you're just feeling a lot of that tension right now as well. So the first thing to do is to just ignite passion. I don't know what you what you like in terms of hobbies, but um, for a projector, I would say something to do with your sacral area. So it would probably be good for you to, if you can, if you're into that sort of thing, maybe consider. Oh, that card came back again. Dance classes. Um, Something like that I'm just looking at the cards that are coming out for you Yeah um, you, The first card that you've got Which I think is beautiful Is the star card So I'm using the This might hurt tarot deck So let me put it this way Before Jonathan cusses me So the star card Which speaks of healing And that's a major arcana card As well as the seven of wands where they've got all of these um, wands or that have been made into spears pointing at them and they're just holding kind of like a bow and arrow um, ready to attack. And then we've got the three of cups in reverse, which shows people like celebrating and having a great time. And it came out for you in reverse because ultimately, before you even start thinking about, oh, I, you know, what do I do? The the feeling of feeling lost is simple, is based um, on you just not feeling ignited sensually We often forget about the power of the erotic the, Our erotic power, the place that we create from Not just in terms of creating life in that regard But just creating from And usually when people talk about Oh I've got writer's block or I've got this Or I don't know where to go next It's because they've become out of alignment which you mentioned in your letter as well with their erotic energy and because of the way that the erotic energy I guess is shamed in um, modern society um, it means that people don't consider it to be a genuine condition like oh it's a genuine thing that's an issue Um, but it is if your erotic power um, is kind of stagnant or can't be tapped into or is dormant you won't feel like doing much. You won't. You won't. And it's important for that to be ignited in you. So what do you like in terms of like fantasies? 
It sounds like I'm taking you somewhere random, but I'm really not. What do you like in terms of like sexual fantasies? Because I would say, um, just getting my avocado deck. I would say that that's where we need to begin. What do you enjoy? Before you start worrying about like, oh, um, you know, friendships and having time for friendships and um, all your responsibilities. Like, what do you enjoy? What ways in which, um, what ways do you pleasure yourself? Because a life without pleasure, I don't know what we're doing then. I don't know why we're here then. You know, it's important. Uh, The card that you get from the Wisdom of the Oracle card deck is round and round. Round, round, baby, round, round, and I land on me. I don't need nobody, got my fits for free. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics, but I think that she says, I don't need nobody, get my. Look, that was a spiritual word. If those of you who know the lyrics would be like, Kalechi, this is what she said. And you'll be like, exactly, that's what I said. That's what I said. That's what I said. Um, Number 20, no. Number 25, I was going to say time for a nap. I think that's what spirit's telling me. Um, 25, round and round, essential uh, essential meanings. The spiral quality of events when a lesson isn't quite integrated. Cycles you are challenged to break, revisiting a pattern from a new perspective. Woo, woo, woo. Isn't that a word? When you talk about being a parentified child, right? I, as somebody who's a, who was a parentified child, all you know is duty and responsibility. You don't even know how to factor in what you like, who you are, like how, what makes you happy. So then you gravitate in adult life towards situations and gang gang, like you're 37, I'm 36. I'm going to be 37 this year. Um, and so I also think that you are going through your nodal return, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you might be going for your nodal return as well. I'll double check that. Um, but the main thing here is that um, we gravitate towards situations where relationships and love to us always mean duty and responsibility. And we rarely stop to be like, do I even like this? Like, do I want to be here? Like outside of making sure that everybody's okay and essentially fixing people and, and, and trying to ensure that the world doesn't crumble under other people's feet, we're there kind of tiptoeing on a cliff's edge. Right. And it's about bringing yourself back from there. Um, taking a rest, letting other people worry about other people obviously you've got a child so you've got to like consider your child and I understand the apprehensions about having to then leave work in order to um and then not knowing what's going to happen financially and I know this is going to sound mad woo-woo right but I promise you if you can tap into your erotic energy you will find a way to have money coming in they are interlinked they are because Everything around us is energy, is frequency. Um, And even if we're talking about just purely scientific, if that's what you want to call it, allowing yourself space to consider who you are, what you like and to pleasure yourself will create space or um, give you access to space in your mind where you can start thinking in the abstract about what you can actually maybe do from home, right? That generates an income um, and then, you're fine. And this is also why I'm suggesting to you consultancy because consultancy, you don't have to be going in, out, in, out, shake it all about. Like you don't have to be, you can work from where you are. So bear that in mind. Um, or, um, uh, 
uh, a type of consultancy where you're helping other people with their studies and they pay you, uh, I don't know, to look over their research, to look over their essays. I don't know, but there are so many things that will be possible once you um, tap into what it is that you like. So the Oracle's message says the appearance of this card is a reminder that although it may appear that you've gone backwards, the truth is that you are standing at a higher level looking down into your circumstances. You will learn something, do something better and break a cycle set up in the past. You actually have a bird's eye view of your initial footprints and and can access the wisdom and lessons learned. Um, So that's good for you. Prosperity message says, if you are in a scenario that appears to be an echo of something that already, that's already happened in the past in your work life, it's because you're being invited to see what you couldn't see before. This is a perfect time for you to look at the deeper motives you have and your attraction to the opportunities and people who have entered your life to be part of your journey to prosperity. Who helps you navigate? Who sabotages you? Who supports you? What are the familiar signs and your responses to them when you find yourself in a repeat of a pattern? of the past. It's a good time to get a coach or mentor who can help you see what you can't on your own. Repeat what works, not what doesn't. Then you will free yourself from the old cycles and cease going round and round. Um, I feel like those are the, that's the message for you, right? I pray that that resonates. Don't want to just be chatting forever like a chatter. Um, but yeah, I'm sending you all of the love and um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm practicing that now, like stopping when the messages stop for me, even in one-to-one readings, just like, um, but I, I pray that that resonates with you and anybody else who's listening, who finds themselves um, in a similar situation. So we'll jump at this point to my interview with Apex Zero and I hope that you enjoy our chat. We chat about everything, but really what who are we? Literally just what, what the tarot cards were kind of um alluding to. Who are we beyond the struggle that we've become like identified as throughout our lives um like generationally like societally like who are we beyond that? Um but yeah enjoy it. Catch you in a bit. Apex Zero, thank you for joining me. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. No, it's sick, it's sick. Like, um, we were on a panel or like a roundtable thing with um Shazal years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know truly like what came of it, but I know that, you know, hopefully it'll be something that we can take out more to the masses soon. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed hearing you speak when we did that you know Mm -hmm. and so it's great to be connecting now especially to talk about more so about your creative work Mm -hmm. so yeah I just thought that that would be a great place to start so you've um we've got drama warrior and storyteller part two Mm -hmm. and this is a visual album Mm -hmm. yeah and so you had part one, but what in, what inspired you to say that this is what I want to do? Because I know that it, um, you mentioned that and um, Chinua Chebi and, you know, and, and that's one of my favorite. Um, he's one of my favorite thinkers, RIP, one of my absolute favorite thinkers, writers, everything. Because he kind of rooted us in the kind of uh, West African experience specifically. And he talks about liberation in a way that didn't move necessarily away from the past, 
where he was like, we've got to think about where we're going from here. We can't just stay in this space. And you kind of talk about that. Like, yes, we struggled. We have struggled. We continue to struggle in certain regards. But what are we imagining for ourselves beyond this? So it would just be great for you to share about that. Uh, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. One, I remember that talk as well. Like before I talk about drama, like it's, I tell people about that a lot because that was the first time I met you and I'd, I'd, I'd heard of you and I hadn't really seen a lot of your stuff. But like, I left that conversation. You know, normally you do things like that and people are, I leave a lot of them conversations tired. Do you know yes. what I mean? It's sort of like, it's, they're long, they're long so mm. much of the time. Um, and you feel like even if most people are on the same kind of tone, it doesn't always necessarily go that way. And you have to have some kind of disagreement or some kind of something yeah. will happen. And I remember just leaving that talk, everyone that Chazelle had assembled was just like fire, but not, and, and even if there were things that we didn't necessarily see eye to eye on, it felt like a productive and constructive conversation. Mm-hmm. And then to see like where you've gone on and the things that you've done and, you know, I certain times don't have to speak about things because you're out there doing it for us publicly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can just refer people to you, you know? Thank so you. like, be here to talk about these things, like, it means a lot, man. And just sort of like, just, you've carried that way of being into everything that you've done since I've known you. you know? Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, but I think like that, that kind of speaks to the piece as well, because I felt like for such a long time, when I was younger, like we're raised here in such a way where we're just constantly battling, you know, like it's, it's a, a fight to exist here as we do, you know? And um, it's not to say that like, I'm done with that, or to say that like you know that ha- that happens to us regardless whether however you feel about it at some point you're going to be confronted with having to be in that you know to acknowledge that fight you know yes and um but one thing that's become really important to me and Chinua Chebe was really central to that was um as you said like I I want that feeling that we got from that round table to be the way that my work makes people feel you yes. know a long time being like we need to shed light on these things. We need to like bring things to the fore. We need to let people know. We need to keep burning this fire and keep the fire burning. And yeah. and and, and it's, that's, that's important, right? But a lot of the time, I think it's become really acknowledged, especially since 2020, but definitely a lot of people were acknowledging it long before that, that like, you don't necessarily want to go to, to arts and culture and music to constantly be feeling that feeling. You know, yes. a lot of the time you, you do those things to not necessarily escape, but to feel good. You know what I mean? And to feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I get a holiday from that uh, through this work and it, I can, you know, it's cathartic and stuff like that. And as well, as much as like, you know, work that Buns of Fire can be that and is that, I felt like a lot of my life I've made that music and I've made that work, you know, and I wanted to, I felt like I was at a place in my life having come to terms with certain things I've been through that I want to make work and give people work and give people experiences that they walk away feeling nourished from yeah feel better about themselves and their life and and about the future not just being like because a lot of us know i think i'm at an age now where i a lot of us know what the problem is you know yes. I mean, what the situation is and largely we know what needs to be done we might not have the means to do it mm. we you know so telling people this is the problem this is what's going on this is what's going on this is what's going on like why am I just keep telling people that? Whereas trying to be like, you know, this is what's happening, but also this is what it can be mm-hmm. and strive for. Like, this is what we, this is the world I want to see now. Not even like, I, one thing that really frustrates me is when people say like, and I, I get why people say it and I've said it, like, you know, I want to do this for the next generations and we are doing it, we're always doing it for the next mm-hmm. generation. Mm-hmm. If we don't strive to do it now, it will just fall on them to do 
if we can try to do as much as we can now, then it's, yeah. it falls on them to build the world as opposed to theorize what the world might be and expose the problems, you know? That's so true. I think that I'm similar. Whenever people say, like, I might not see the, uh, the change in my lifetime, I'm like, are you trying to die tomorrow? <laughs> like, because, <laughs> you know, like, it, I find it such a, I get, again, like you say, I get why people say it because they're thinking of the long term. But fam, mm. I also want to see small. I also want to see, like, mm. what we, you know, what we're doing. I also want to see, I also want to experience part of it. I'm not just going to do this tireless work and be like, oh, well, deuces. And not really see how it panned out But you know as you say Of course we're thinking about the future generation But I think it's almost that selflessness That means mm. that we t- The urgency is removed Sometimes right. And it's like for it to be urgent We also want to see it now Why can't it be now? Because 2020 yeah. again I loved how You documented 2020 Through photography And just you know being the um, Multidisciplinary creative that you are um, because we saw change We like, mm-hmm. we saw change quickly in 2020 When everybody gathered en masse And said like we're not happy with this We don't like how this is going Things were changing Like uh, people who are experiencing homelessness They got pl- uh, places to sleep So th- that was possible mm-hmm. all along That Like that was literally possible all along But you just didn't want to do it So mm-hmm. I looked at things like that and I thought So that means we can have the change now So who has allowed us or who has forced us to buy into the myth that mm. it's just not possible and so I love your um you know this work that you um this seminal piece of work that you put together because it is kind of like but well, it's definitely let's use our imaginations and this is something I'm always talking about on the podcast as well like the whole point of this system is that we're so tired that we can't imagine and if we can't mm. imagine then we'll keep going with what already is because we can't think or, or dream of better mm-hmm. yeah completely that it's completely that and and that that tiredness it was, it, it, in in 2020 that i thought that, that that tony morrison speech kept coming back up right where she talks about um the the purpose of racism is mm-hmm. to keep you distracted from your actual works mm-hmm. right and, and like i love that quote i love the whole speech that she gives there um and this is as you said that <laughs> so much got done and I think also people were very quick to kind of, you know, and again, you know, there's reasons, you know, but with stuff like the BLM movement, that, you know, I think people don't acknowledge enough that that didn't stop then, right? That was there was years of work done building up to that, and you know, you know, the organisation has its critics for you know many reasons and mm-hmm. you know, things like that, but that doesn't represent all of the work being done, mm-hmm. right? And so, so much work had been done up to that point, and what I felt in that moment was as a result of the mass gatherings and all of the stuff that wasn't documented on the news and the TV and, you know, the people you were having to battle constantly in the public sphere weren't mentioning because they don't know and they don't care, mm-hmm. right, was that I noticed as a result of all of that work that now when I go into certain spaces, I, I say certain things, the instant reaction of people who don't experience isn't, oh, no, well, but, um, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, it, was, yeah. it was, okay, like maybe they get it a bit now. Do you know what I mean? And maybe now we've forwarded the conversation to the point where not just the action is possible, action has always been possible, but that we don't have to constantly be repeating that lowest base level oh, of yes. demonstrating that we experience this now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is change. That is legitimate and real change. I don't think anyone actively said or believed that 
that movement in itself or the stuff being around, done behind it was the revolution and everything's now fixed, everything's going to be changed. No one said that. No one actually believes that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was just a, a watershed moment where now a shift has been made in the mindset of most people in this country and arguably other countries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's deeply important to acknowledge. Definitely. Well, also acknowledging that it's not the end of the story and it's not the end of the fight, you know? Um, and as you said, like, I've, I've also noticed, though, what we three years after now, or, you know, three years after mm. 2020, specifically, um, that things are starting to actively slide back. back. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yes. now we're not all forced to be in our homes, right? We have, we've had some rest. Well, some of us had some rest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think especially disabled people got some of the things that they needed, mm-hmm. right? And now that it doesn't affect everybody else, it's starting to be taken yeah. away from those who need it the most, you know? Yes. And I think that can be said for any of the intersections that people bring to these kinds of conversations. Yeah, yeah. it's so true. And I think somebody referred to it um, as the great regression. Anytime <laughs> we take, like, <laughs> anytime we take like one step forward or two steps forward, we're going to take 30 or 20 steps back. It happened yeah. with the Obama administration. For a lot of people, that was progress, right? Mm-hmm. And so what they had to do to retaliate was voting Trump. They, they, they had to, they wanted to go all the way back because anytime it feels like, oh, no, let's wheel it back, wheel it back. Um, and so that's really interesting, the fear of change, the fear of shaking up the kind of status quo. But it's I, um, one of the lyrics, um, one of the verses that kind of stood out to me was when, they, when you said conversation is action. Mm. I love that so much because I get a bit pissed off sometimes when people, when you're trying to have a valid conversation online, create discourse online, whatever the case may be. And somebody goes, but why are we still talking about it? Why aren't we doing anything? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, how how are we gonna do something? How are we gonna do something about talking about what we're gonna do? Oh. And then also, if we just if and when we have just been doing something, that same person's there going, "Oh, well, that wasn't right." Right, right. You know? We like, should have well, talked what? about it first. <laughs> we should have planned. You know what I mean? But also, like that person's always gonna be there wherever. I, but I, I got to the point, and that's why, like, I. I commend you so much in the energy that you have to be constantly on these platforms fighting. Yeah. It's because I have largely given up mm. that form of, 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 of fight. Yeah. Because I got to the point where I, I dropped, I wasn't ever as active as you. I have to really acknowledge that as well. It's never been my forte, mm. you know, them ones. Yeah. Um, and you do it so well and others Thank do you. it so well and I don't do it as well. And so I've got to learn what I can do well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into back and forth with someone about these things and you know it's so easy to just react constantly especially when like I haven't I'm sure you must get thousands of of, and you have to not not look at them all right but I'm not that right so I just got into one back and forth with this dude and I hit the I hit the thing and I was like you know what let me actually see who this is you Mm. know what I mean and it was just some random any bread from from midwest America like, why do I care what this brer thinks? Do you know what I mean? Like, to spend my energy talking to him about yeah. something he knows nothing about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? And then the worst thing about that as well, they might not even be real people. That? Like, they might just be 
that is what we really, really have to do. As we move forward, as we move forward as a collective, is understanding that you can spend five hours arguing with a bot. You are mm-hmm. arguing with AI and you are helping the AI to become even more intelligent because you're giving it points. You know, you're giving it counterpoints that so you know and counter-arguments. That's so we're making the opposition stronger by arguing. If I say, you know, racism is pervasive. Black women are four or to five times more likely to die during childbirth in comparison to white women. And you come and like, why are we making everything about race? I'm not answering you. I'm not answering you because what? And it's exactly what you said about um, the Toni Morrison quote. It is distraction. Our life force is so powerful across the African diaspora. Like our life force is so powerful. They wouldn't have been able to build entire empires without it, right? So now to waste it, arguing with George Bob 13708999. Like what? Exactly that. Like, And especially if they're a bot and especially if they're AI. But even then, I feel like as well, like some people are just having a laugh. They're just having a laugh, fam. Like they don't, they, one, they don't care. They don't care yeah. that much. And even if they are a real person, they're, they're, you know, that, the, the, the term troll became a thing for a reason. It, yeah. It's kind of again, been, been turned into something else. But like, people just have a laugh and it's just like, oh, look how wound up they're getting. Simple. And getting you know? And so, yeah. So, but that conversation, but again, it's like, I also get deeply frustrated by the piss poor level of debate and conversation on the internet. And I think that yeah. for all of its wonderful things that it does for the world and has done and enables people to do certain things and we create spaces and we create platforms, someone like you has been able to do what you do to the, to the extent that you do because of it. Um, in general, the level of discourse is absolutely shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and it's so, getting worse. It's getting yeah. worse. And so yeah. even people like myself are like, Okay, I, I'm moving the conversation offline. Like I'm moving it elsewhere, you know, having conversations such as these on my podcast or writing a book or in like in terms of what you've done, in terms of your creative pieces. Like we're doing, we're taking the conversation offline because yeah. it can't survive there. It's a cesspit. So yeah. yeah, and you're trying to give these gems. You're trying to like, and somebody wants to come and derail the conversation or mm-hmm. they're just not at a level of understanding that would make that conversation um, yeah. or that discourse conducive. So why? Why, why, again, our energy, our life is so precious. Why mm. would we want to spend it in that way? Like, as much as I understand this sort of in, in evangelism to a certain degree where people are like, oh, you have to go out there and, and get the people who don't understand and bring them in. Okay, mm. for a minute, though, can I just chill with the people who do understand and, and yeah. build from there? Yeah, and we, will, and we will build something of worth. And as a part of that thing that we're building, if you genuinely care, if you're not the person who is mm. just having a laugh or whatever else they're trying to achieve, you can come. I think that's the thing that people like, you can come to this thing and we, and that's where we'll have the conversation. And I think yeah. that's why with the, with the project, like that's one of the big things I'm trying to do. And that's why it kind of, in very, in many ways, it's kind of contrary or counter, like it's not on trend. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to try and go on that. Like, I invented the idea of a visual album. It's been done. It's been, mm. being, you know, I've started calling it now a living album. You know what I mean? Because okay. the thing is constantly going and it's constantly growing and changing and developing and, and a big part of it. So the feel, if you sit and watch one of the films, that's the album. If you listen to the music alone, that's the album. If you come to a film screening, if you come, if you look at the pieces of work that have come out of it, that's the album. Yeah. And when we set it up to its fullest extent, um, 
we put the whole exhibition on, we have the, the music playing. So you're in the universe of the album. And within that universe of the album, we have conversations. So as yes. much as I, as I can, um, I try to not just show a film and it's done. Mm. And it's also not just like, here is the panel, we're the experts, you don't listen. It's a, it's a round table with everyone in this place. You know? So if you want to come and learn and you've been inspired by the work to come and have a conversation, please, please come. Yes. You know what I mean? If you're going to raise a contrary counterpoint and you need to, you know, you want to come in and start shouting at us and whatever else, like, there's consequences to that, but you can come and do it, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, and you know, I think I've had I've had I've had to I've had to really learn, you know, and mm. people like people like my sister, like Janine Francois in particular, we did a we did a hip hop reading group together um that that was starting and it just hit when when um when COVID hit. Like we just started it and had to go online. But like I've had to be educated largely by black women about safe spaces again, because I'm coming from a very militant background of just being yeah. like, we burn the fire, whoever gets burned gets burned. And that yeah. can't be the way we do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I, I've had to learn that, you know? And and so through being taught and learning, I'm also like, you know, no, like we have to prioritize the people in the spaces yes. who need to be protected and are there to be, not not to be protected, but are there to be able to be themselves candidly. That's yes. the priority, right? But other people are also welcome, but you ain't the forefront of this. You're not the priority here. You are no. not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So ask your questions. That's fine. But you will also be shut down. You will also be dealt with. You will also be... But again, with a, I'm having to really try to learn that that's also from a place of care for them. You know, mm-hmm. like you can't come in there and just be shouting your mouth off and all that because also not everyone's as nice as us. And that's what we saw in 2020, that the, all the battles being fought on the road, like, and certain... T- like, I think it's it's also really important to keep stressing the point that, you know, racism as a phenomenon is often pegged on the poor white people as the problem, but mm. they didn't invent this thing. No. This thing wasn't, it didn't come about accidentally. It wasn't, an, um, it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, was a consequence of circumstances. Like mm. people sat down over centuries and have designed this thing. And it's not because they're uneducated. They're the most educated yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. who have done this. Right, they've designed this thing, and arguably a victim of that is those poor white people who are given this thing. Be like, this is your weapon to use because you've got nothing else because we've taken it from you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so then, then people come into our spaces and start shutting their mouth off. I'm trying to make it so that my first instinct isn't I got I got to shut them down. It's you're really on. You should be on our side. Yes, you know what I mean you're. Yeah. you're not right now, but you should be. And if I can try to approach it in that way, there's an Audrey Lord quote that she says something about that, that difficult process of, of having to try to clap back at, you know, she's talking about women in particular, but you know, who, who, white women who, who try to shut her down over, over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of acknowledging the, the, the potential allies and the true allies that we have grave difference and our yes. actual enemies. Yes. Right. And yes. that distinction is incredibly important to me. So important. So important. And I think that a lot of people struggle with that, especially as black people who have mm. been through so much, um, not being able to use the power of discernment to be like, okay, this could possibly work here. This dynamic could work. Um, we're not talking about hashtag not all. We're simply saying that beyond 
the labels and the ways and the constructs um, that we know each other and we've been ascribed our places in society, there are people who are willing to break those bounds and, and to, to jump out of whichever box that they've been put in if they're shown that, hey, you're in a box, yeah. you know? And, and some of the most brilliant thought leaders throughout the centuries have pretty much said what we're saying now. Like, yeah. first of all, realistically, we're not doing this alone. We're not. And so when you're able to let Especially working class white people See that hey the game is rigged against you too They're going to use you as the fodder And then you're mm. out of here And then they continue doing what they're doing So you're You're, you're thinking about the wrong enemy Like you're, you're, mm. you're not thinking in the right way And ultimately I think that Especially what you've articulated there Is what shifted um, My MO It's what shifted kind of like my Energetic center during lockdown when I started making the videos and they started reaching out to more people because I got to that point where I was just like, I need you all as working class white people to also understand what I'm saying to you. Yeah. White women also, I need you to understand. So, um, you know, rest in peace, Sarah Everard. When that happened, I was like, can you see white women, what we've been telling you about police? Can you see? So in, rather than going, ha ha ha, look, you didn't know. It's like, Hey, now let's try and weave all of these things together because they're not separate threads, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I totally yeah. agree. I, I think that's such an important point. And again, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm really mindful of like not using a space like this to look like I'm just criticizing our people because like we're here to celebrate yeah, 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 our people. Yeah. One, one thing that really frustrated me um, was with the whole um, anti-Asian hate thing, right? And mm. like, bro, I, again, I don't think anyone is ever suggesting that there aren't, anti-black racist Asian yes, people. Of, yes, of course yes. there are. We, yeah. we, we've experienced it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? But when a man walks into a space and murders yes. Asian women for being Asian and then the discourse is about how he was, you know, he did it because he was being tempted by their sexiness. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when I'm seeing my people, when, and, and bear in mind as well, like people have, with George Floyd and everything attached to it and however, you know, with all of the things, there are always Asian people backing us yes. always you know what I mean like and when they show up for us it's it's disgusting to hear people then say oh well they're racist too what do you know yeah, what I mean like yeah. so that attitude you just displayed there about the ha 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 like that can't be what it is no and it can't be a gotcha no nah, and as a and as frustrating as it can be you know when you're showing up for other people and other people with different intersections yeah. and they don't show up for you that doesn't then give you carte blanche to just be like well bun them all do you know what I mean yeah yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't make what's being done to them um, any less wrong. And, right. And really importantly, on that point, like the the like when when we can like it's also the same with progress, right? Mm -hmm. So again, like the anti anti Asian hate bills that are being passed and stuff like that, right? That doesn't that doesn't mean that we've missed out on something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, there's been five, seven hundred years of us being violently, you know, murdered by these systems, right? But if another set of people gain some level of, you know, progress in their fight, yeah, that doesn't, there's not a finite amount of justice for everyone that we're all fighting over, which is what we're often set up to believe, right? In the capitalist system that all right. resources are finite. Right. Yeah. You know? And so if someone else is do, like, we should be celebrating that and we should be saying that right now there's a, now there's a precedent, right? Yeah. And so now this is the work that needs to be done in that vein and you lot can also come and back us. And when that doesn't happen, that's something to then be called. called I hear up you. Yeah. I mean? 
Um, and yeah, I, I just completely agree with you. It's just it's important. It, it, it infuriates me when I when I see that being done, and I think it also infuriates me so much because I've also done that in the past. Do you know what I mean? Same, and that, same. Right, and this is the thing that I think like when we you know got talking about to anyone sort of learning and growing, and like you say, we're kind of we're picking up on things that people have been saying for centuries. Mm-hmm. It's that is that I've had to go through the learning, fam. Like. Yes. Don't ever think that I come out. But you can you can find me at this point in my life when I'm doing this kind of work, mm. and I deliberately leave my other work out there in the world. I don't try to erase what I've done because I've said and done fucked up, horrible shit. Yeah, do you know yeah. them ones? Just straight up. Yeah. Do you know them ones? Like I I have done that, yeah. and I should be held accountable to that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And when someone comes at me and says, "Well, how can you be saying what you're saying now when you also said this?" Mm-hmm. It's my responsibility to say you're correct. I did do that. It yeah. was wrong and I've grown. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and so that's why I try to, in the same way that lots of black women, that lots of queer people, that lots of other people have come to, have, have, have embraced me as someone who has done these fucked up things yeah. to their people. Do you know what I mean? Intentionally or not, trained or not. And that's why I love the, the, the conversation you had recently um, with the writers of Mandem, right? Yes, About the experience yeah, yeah. of what it is to be a black man in this country. Yeah. Like, we're, we are trained to be a certain way. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. not coincidental. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And so, but it's also, as much as it's a reason, it's not an excuse. You'll you know what I mean? That is the word. And once you know, do better, right? Once you know better, do better, my yeah, Angela, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, like, I'm trying to do better. And so if someone is coming to one of our spaces, they've already made a step to try to do better. Yes. So I'm not just going to turf them out and say, Dust, this isn't for you. It's like, okay, we'll come in and learn, innit? Yeah. You know, and I think this type of work is, you know, what I'm trying to do and what I know that you're doing is learn and grow and become better at what we do to have actual fruitful progress made in the world and conversation is one of the many many parts that that needs that that needs to take place you know and it's so true and um because without it what do we do and we don't know everything and that journey that you speak about i i talk about um, on this podcast a lot about being a dickhead in recovery like there is so much that I'm still unlearning. There is so much to growing still to be done. And sometimes I can think back to things that I used to think and be like, uh, you know, like, uh, yuck, yuck, you know, but it's through the love of other people, the grace of other people yeah. that allowed me to grow. So why would I deny that to somebody else, yeah. you know? And so all of that is rooted in love. And I think that that's what's so transformative about the journey that you've been on and thus the work that you've now you know created um I I really really enjoy that so in a um in a sentence really based on because everything we've been talking about today is essentially about love it's essentially about Mm -hmm. loving ourselves loving others and being able to move forward like wanting to loving our future loving our present and loving our future so much and the future generation so much that we're willing to do the gritty work now and thinking about different ways that we do that work. But for you, how would you encapsulate the idea of love in one sentence? That's such a difficult question. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't end it without one. I think, well, okay. I have to say as well, like I... I, I hear what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. It's not to it's not to push back on what you're saying, but it's like I'm also trying to get out of the habit of reducing things to things like one sentence. Do you know what I mean? Like I think I think complexity and time and care are also definitely evidence of that love. Like if you actually care about something, you don't just reduce it to you 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 look at it in its complexity and all of its. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So 
with that said, I will try. And I, and I, <laughs> I think that I think that love is it's a it's 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 a reverence for being. Oh, I love I, it. Yeah, I think I think I think reverence. I think is the the one of the journeys that I've been on through this, and I think it's also really important to acknowledge that like, the multiplicity of the journey. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not one single journey, right? It's, it's many halves. Yeah. Yeah. I used to say a lot. And I, I think when I when I was learning about, you know, Pan-African philosophy, theory, however you want to call it, the action, the struggle, all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of that, you know, ancestor ancestor reverence mm-hmm. as, as a thing that we do. I think I understood it academically. I think I was uh, that's something that we do historically. I don't think I ever really truly did it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think I've got to the point now where I the reverence that I have for my ancestors is 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 deep, you yes. know. And like yes. I said, because having lived through some things now, you know, you can be young and you can want to be that kind of deep person and want to be that, you know, you want to model yourself on a on a Huey or Angela Davis or whoever, you know. Yeah. Um, and you can't be them without having gone through some shit. And I've mm-hmm. been through some shit, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I'm here on the other side of it, like what I have been through pales in insignificance compared to what my our ancestors have had to go through mm-hmm. over you know throughout this time. What uh, uh, one of my elders, Amwale, he, he 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 writes in one of his books um, about how in the in the scale of who we are as a people, as African people, right? Um, never mind as a human people, as the as the as the forebearers of that and the precursors of that. That horrible thing we had to go through and are going through this moment we're going through is a tiny dot in the history of our people right yes. and so what they had to go through the reverence that I, I i feel and the love and the care for appreciating what they have survived in order for me to even be here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right it's love but then all of the things that came before that moment it's unfathomable what yeah. we've done people do you know what I mean and that's why we're still here that's why through all of it we can't be destroyed do you know what I mean because because we we create it's what we do yeah you know and and to me like reverence of all of that is is love and that and and I think also because of the, the journey I'm on the acknowledgement that our ancestors aren't some distant people, no. right? We are them. We are yes. them. Yes. They are us. We, the next generations that come are also those ancestors, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. literal. And it's not even just like, you know, it's not like, um, I try not to think of it in this like reincarnation thing of like, I was here and then I came back. We are just one huge continuation of the yes, same. Yes, energy yes. can't be destroyed. It just carries on yeah. and changes form, but it's still there all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, and that's, you know, that is... That is, when we talk of love of self, if there is no distinction between me, ancestors, future mm-hmm. generations, and then arguably, you know, you want to extend that further, each other, yeah. all people, all beings, all things. Mm-hmm. Um, love for self is love for others. Yes. It's all the same thing. You know what I mean? And it's like, why am I going to, why am I going to do, actively try to seek to do harm to somebody else when... In doing harm to them, I'm doing harm to myself. Yeah, you can't truly love yourself if you're out there seeking to harm, actively harm other people. Um, 
and we're not even talking about because some people are like, but what about revenge? But even then, but we're not even having that conversation. We're just talking mm-hmm. about generally speaking. Mm-hmm. But the way that you describe it about love is a reverence of being, I think, is just beautiful because it literally is where whether we're talking about um, you know, that sort of our ancestral connections and us being um future ancestors and things like that. And also just reverence for being existing being continuing to be you know not performing not trying to be just simply being and um, one of my friends said to me recently that love is acceptance so when you say that love is a reverence of being i think that they're intertwined in that way like to just mm. allow to just allow mm. for, for 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 you to exist for others to just be that is love because it's so hard when we're taught in a society to control, like to control, to take power, to control power, to manipulate all of these things, to accept and to revere the magnitude, the expanse of, of just being mm. and how that choreography, that beautiful dance that we all do to make space for the beings of others um, is wonderful. So I'm really mm. grateful that you shared that with us today. No, I appreciate. I appreciate. I, I, honestly, I, I just feel very, very privileged and blessed and honoured to be to be given opportunities to talk like this with people like you. Do you know what I mean? And, and that reverence of of my being, like I felt like I've, this project has really taught me that, like this is this is this is what I'm here to do. This is the purpose of my life. You know, I come off the stage with the big the big show we done in October at Richmond. And I have to shout out everyone involved. There's two people involved to shout out personally, but everyone who knows who they are, they was they was involved. And that includes everyone who came. Do you know what I mean? Who came mm. and just was a part of that space. I stepped off the stage and was just like, this is what it was all for. You know, like all of the pain and all of the struggle and all of the, you know, endurance, but then also all of the skills learned, all of the compassion, all of the the, the joys and the wonderful things that have happened. All of that has led me to this point to be able to be like, this is the type of work I want to share with the world. This is the yes. mark I want to leave on this space. And I think that's also like a, you know, as you said, but you know, this this training we have, this to take of mine, it's me, it's that. Like mm-hmm. to let them things go is a wonderful blessing, you know. Yes. Um, I, I, I learned, I got that from you know my, my brother Natty. I have to always shout him out and talk about him. He, he took us out to the to the Amazon uh, to, to 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 spend time with the Piaroa people. Yeah. Um, Hatoya, Hatoya people of the of the Piroa and um, did this yopo, yopo ceremony. It's a deeply ancient, powerful ceremony of learning that reverence. And I feel like again, I think academically, this idea of oneness and these other things, I I kind of could think about it. Mm-hmm. But that I left that experience, and that's in, in Seventh Dimension, one of the tracks on the on the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first yeah. one, the two, that's what that was about. Of leaving that space, and I, I left that space with a completely renewed understanding of what life is to me and maybe what it is in general. Um, and I've, I've re- I, it left me with this sense of viewing the world as like one giant fabric that we're all just a part of this fabric, you know? Um, and I don't gain anything from ripping that fabric. I don't gain anything from trying to squash someone else out of that fabric, you know? And again, my revenge, you know, it's a legitimate thing. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a legitimate sense of feeling when someone's done these things to you. But, um, you, you inevitably 
deeply you you hurt yourself in in this in achieving you're in a, so many stories over the years and again you know again that like these stories are also used in a way to stop us from feeling mm-hmm. like we can take or should take action right and i think you know it's always important to evoke fanon in this space and yes. in this conversation that you know in no way in its sense i think either of us saying that you should be meek and you should just never be <laughs> never. Like, never, never right and yes. so there's a difference in not being me. There's a difference in defending yourself and standing up for yourself against absolute violence yes. Yes. And, a, and and taking revenge. They're not the same yeah. thing. No. Like, again, like what Audrey Lord says about like um, my, her response to, to racism is anger. Like that's, I've waited years to read or someone tell me that it's okay to be angry yeah. about. They're constantly yeah. saying, that's, you're, you're not angry. That's passion. It's love, it's love, it's love. And it's like, no, I'm angry, I'm furious. Yeah. Because if someone's out here trying to murder my children and murder my family, like, I should be angry. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's legitimate. Um, But that's not the same thing as revenge. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's because the thing is happening now. We are defending ourselves constantly. And then we usually, yeah, right. and we usually take the anger and do something with it. Like I yeah. can take the anger and be like, oh, this is how you're trying to infringe on my personhood and my livelihood and my family. All right, block, 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 block. <laughs> like, you know, you start doing things and because you might need to disarm people sometimes in how whatever that means to the individual. But I love that you mentioned this, that we are all part of one fabric because that's when, you know, when I mentioned the threads and things like that, because that is similar to what you experienced, what I experienced when I went to Peru um, and went to, you know, take part in the ayahuasca ceremonies, but mm. I came back with a so much lighter yet grounded in my purpose that the purpose is always unfolding also to, mm. to find comfort in the uncertainty that I felt before. Like, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I don't need to know because I'm, I'm so loved and I'm trusted the maddest thing is to feel deeply that I'm trusted on this path, that I will do what is what is necessary to, mm-hmm. to manifest or to bring forth in the physical realm that which, um, you know, needs to be, that which is necessary. Um, and before, I think maybe there was the ner- like nerves about, oh, but I'm not doing what the next person's doing. And, you know, you need numbers, you need this. Because again, right. that's how we're taught. Like you need the external validation. When you talk about reverence for ancestors, when you talk about going deeply within and understanding being part of one fabric, understanding also that I'm just one thread then. So I can't do the work of the whole fabric. You know, yeah. I'm one thread. So I'll just do the work of my one thread. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly that. And and that thread, being that one thread, is like another thread being in a particular space at a particular time doesn't undermine another thread. It doesn't it doesn't make it lesser or what you know, and I think yeah. there's a line in the, there's a line in the thing in um a track called uh This Rhythm on Ancestors where I say uh you know they 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 assassinate I name all the uh, some people that you know yeah. Malcolm assassinated, Bishop assassinated, um, Lumumba assassinated, so many assassinated, but not just the famous. Those are the ones we know. Mm-hmm. Who threw that first stone? Who broke that first bone? When they came to our communities, who stood up and said no? Mm-hmm. Who refused to roll? Who refused to sow? Seeds in cocoa fields and the propaganda refused to let them grow. Who was thrown into the ocean? Perpetual downward motion, sinking for eternity. A soul can't come to terms with our unfulfilled maternity. Right, mm. and it's all of those countless ancestors. Like we we know the famous people, and they are amazing, and what they do is amazing. But you know what? There'd be no Mandela, there'd be no Winnie Mandela, there'd be no uh, 
none of them without the people front line taking them hits in the face. Yeah, yeah. We will yeah. never know their names. Yeah. We will, we'll never know the names of the people who died in Sharpsburg. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we know Mandela. And hailing up Mandela is to hail up those people. But we yeah, have to yeah. sort of divorce the heroes and the names we know from the work that That's got done. done. That was, yeah. And I think that it's like I've become so much more comfortable in the recent years of just, um, I'm very happy to be one of those people if that's what's meant for me. Do you know what I mean? That's not mean I'm, I'm gonna push and do as much as I can, but if future generations don't know my name and sh- I'm cool fam. Like I came, I did what I came to do, I bounced, I'll be here in another form, in another way, you know? And I think also like I'm learning, there's a brilliant book, um, All Incomplete by um, Fred Moten and Stefano Harney. They, t- they talk about like res- resistance to capitalism and resistance to this, you know, they call it logistics the science of whiteness, right? This yeah. constant need to constantly be being on and constantly be making the numbers up. And it's like, you know what? It's of, it, it might be better to not be building up certain platforms, algorithms. And I'm not saying not to promote your shit or not to get stuff out there, but it's like, I feel like so much of the work is about slowing these things down, slowing down yes. their problems constantly adding to it right and so if we can create our own space like you're creating this podcast space i know you're using their platforms but the most important thing is what you're doing it and how you're doing it and yes. creating and carving out a space for yourself yes. not how many plays you've got on spotify how yes. many whatever yeah. else do you know what i'm saying and so it's like use their use their shit because it's there in it but don't prioritize their shit over ours yeah you know? because the moment they clock the numbers they're very, very interested. And sometimes right. the interest under capitalism means dilution of right. what you're doing. Suddenly it's like, oh, can you do that? Clearly people love what you do, but can you do less of it? So I said it before, like some of the really great quote unquote activists that we've seen throughout the years, the way that they almost become for better, you know, for want of a better term, like defanged, right? Is to be mm-hmm. offered deals. Here's your book deal. These things, because you're going to be like, okay, this, I get my message out to the world, but you're going to have to go through editors and editors and editors and editors. You're under what you're under a major publisher. Do you think that they're going to let you say the thing the way that you wanted to say that thing? No, 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 no. Let's. And then by the time it gets to the masses, it's been diluted so much that what do you have left of it? You know? And some people have still put out seminal work, of course. But it's, I started to see the pattern. And you, and again, distraction. You become distracted then with, they told you, you, you need to sell these number of books. You become distracted with your sales and then you're not focusing on the work that initially got you there in the first place. So I'm always having to check myself. Like if somebody's like, oh, you know, your numbers are great. Have you thought about pushing this and pushing that? No, not pushing. You know, <laughs> it's what it is, you know, it's, it's all right. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. I think I, you know, there was a time, I'm sure you would have thought like this at one point, but there was a time, you know, it was almost like people would talk about, if you're especially from a militant sort of, certain way of doing things, it's almost like to be murdered for doing what you're doing was like a badge of honour. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's legitimacy in that, right? Because, you know, to be, you know, I've, I've had to reassess the way I feel about someone like Martin Luther King, for example. I spent a long time talking about how, you know, I, I would I would think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd choose Malcolm and I'd choose Garvey, you know, over, yeah. over that, doing things. But to put himself on the front line and as the figurehead to be shot at is a, is such an immense thing. Yes. As I'm, I'm older now, I'm really starting to appreciate how much it would take to be that fig, you yes. know, not figurehead, to be that that target, right? Yes. Um, and so there's definitely legitimacy in that. But I think again, capital and this society that we live in, and 
Because who are truly the enemy, right? They also are excellent at adapting their tactics, right? Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that they do on their own soil, so somewhere like a Britain or an America, as opposed to when they send guerrillas to our countries to murder people and to destabilize yeah. our lands, right? Because when they they'll happily fight war wars yes. on our yes. lands. Right? Yes. Yes. What they do on their soil really well is if you can reward someone for 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 fighting against you and be like you know it it the potency is decreased if you're like you know what yeah you know what you're right yeah yeah well do you know what i mean like you you're, sow you're, that seed of distrust yeah like it, it, yeah. it's and, and also it's you know you give them a job at a university and give them and let them teach yes you know what I mean? Like, they now become slightly more comfortable. And again, it's, and, and, and I teach at a university, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I know, yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe my softness has come from this. <laughs> you know? I don't know, you know? But like, the, you know, but it's like, I know I know people who, you get put into these spaces and then the, the distraction is in your face. Like yes. That's more, the distraction is now in your face. It's your day job. Do you know what I mean? That you're now, you know, you're being paid a wage to, or, or you're given certain levels of success or whatever else yeah. to learn what you're doing. And and that's you know it 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 allows them to still not stop. What yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you it. Know? Like the the it's you become absorbed into um that organism. It's funny yeah. because I watch. I, I've talked about this before, but I watched little snippets of um while well, some parts of the Meghan and Harry documentary, right? And there's a point where Meghan at the beginning she's describing how useful she would have been to the organism of the monarchy and i was like girl but interestingly she understood the that organism she at least she was able to identify that that is what it is and is able to shape shift um shape shift and what it needs to do to survive is absorb power absorb power and definitely absorb the power of people who are dissenting who do not, who are, you know, whatever you want to say, like radical, basically antagonists to its survival. It will absorb them. And yeah. we are all aware of this. So when, you know, I'm not talking in essence, cat handedly, like when I got my book deal, all of these things, I'm just like, ah, in some parts I'm going to be absorbed. Right. And there are other books I plan to write later on. Right. Can you say them kind of things? when you now are being marketed to a particular age group, you have, you then start really thinking, okay, so how, how many different ways can I get this message um, across it without effing and blinding and without coming like directly through the front door, you know, like what, how else? So I feel like even in that regard, just like you, I'm having to adapt in real time and figuring out, keeping my authenticity, definitely keeping my integrity, doing what I feel called to do. But at the same time, realizing, as that poem said, that white supremacy is not a shark. It's not the shark. It is the water. It's so mm -hmm. in everything, it's going to, I'm going to encounter it everywhere. So how am I going to navigate this, these very hostile waters? Yeah, it's, it's exactly that. And I, I think, I think, I think when you're doing it well, I think you're doing it great. And I think it's also a part of, it's a part of, um, it's a part of surviving as well. And I, I don't mean that as in like we do it to survive. I mean, as in like when you're not murdered in your twenties, like a Tupac, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you're, you know, you, you have to continue the work, right? And, yeah. and, and you're continuing the work in a way that is aligned with your capacity, your knowledge, your, you know, the things you've, you've gained in, in certain in certain times and certain spaces and also your needs, do you know what I mean? And so, you know, like, it's 
because if if you think about it in a sort of a slightly different way, success success, however you des- describe success to be, yeah. do you know what I mean? Your success is with what you're doing can't also be the enemy. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. then you're alone with nothing without the means to look after your family and do these kind of things, you know? And so it's like navigating that is a, is a, is a part of the works. Do you know what I mean? And I think um, it's, it's so odd because the university I, I teach at, I try my best not to talk about it too much. I don't attach my name to it as much as I can because I, you know, yeah, for whatever. Mm. For, like, but like the, I would, I would never have gone and worked somewhere like that when I younger do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. um the, the, the royal seal was on the thing the, the names are on the you know I, yeah. I, I test that shit but I, mm. I'm in that space saying that I detest that shit right yeah, yeah. um but when like because I would have been like you know the the house negro field um field negro kind of mm. vibes you know what I mean but what, what people don't know about what Malcolm said about that is he later went back and revised his point and was like the 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 house People in the house were vital for taking resources yes, out, for yes. information, for intel, yeah. for all these kinds of things. So it's like, as much as I maybe would like to see myself as a field person, yeah, I've been a field person. I've been brought into the house. I have a choice now. Do I become that yes massa, no massa? I yeah. love the house, the massa mm-hmm. person, or do I become person? the inside who can channel out some shit yeah. do you know what I mean and keep fighting the fight yeah. you know because what's the the, op- the option also like, and again to, to take that like analogy as far as possible is if you refuse to go into the house they will shoot you fam yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yo um you're bringing me in here to placate me if my choice is to be placated and keep doing what I can do or be left out in the cold you know strapped up against the barn door and beaten down and mur- like, yo, yeah. like strategy. Yeah, strategy. This isn't, this, yeah. This, isn't, oh, this isn't just here and now, this is long-term. So if you can have the influence that you've gained through doing what you're doing, through getting the book to a certain time, mm. you are the only person most of the time that I see on any kind of mainstream media talking talk that I can just be like, I don't have to, Thank I don't you. have to, um, I can just repeat. I can just yeah. repost you. I ain't got to make a video about this because I can just repost you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so someone has to do that job because yeah. without you, no one's doing that job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, like I actively do not speak about Meghan and Harry because I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I see why you do talk yeah. about it. Because if you don't talk about it in the way you talk about it, there's just the rest of them talking. Yeah, you know I'm making I mean? it, I'm romanticizing it. It's like, it's not romantic. Guys, like, come on. Like, understand how this also is a distraction. You focusing on the individual kind of um, spats that they're having. Look at the power, the, the, the way that the power, um, the monarchy wants to keep power. It wants right. to keep relevance. So right. let, let everybody go and be irrelevant over there together. Like, go and do it over there. You know, mm-hmm. and also that should show like if they couldn't even allow this very, very willing participant in because of, <laughs> of, of their racism, they couldn't allow this person in for whatever reason or motivations she said she had. They weren't even allowing that. They weren't yeah. allowing her. Yeah. They're beyond saving for whatever reason you might want to save them. Like, let it go, you know. Yeah. So and, and, and so sometimes seemingly, quote unquote, trivial conversations, I like um intercepting because it's just like ah this isn't trivial at all because look how this links to this links to this 
no. abolish the monarchy. Abolish yeah, because exactly. then I think that when I, you know, when we're talking about racism in the UK, um, when you and we talked about, you know, full circle, we were talking about the working class white people earlier, they only understand this structure, this pyramid scheme, this scam. They only understand it um in one way. You pull away the monarchy, you take them off. And suddenly the UK, Britain's going to have an identity crisis because suddenly, wait, I don't have to answer to someone that's just taking my money, taking my land and telling me I should pay them to build yeah. on the land. Like what? Yeah. Everything starts to shift. And then actually we do have more of um, um, a means to enter their psyche and introduce them mm-hmm. to a new reality, to, the, to what has actually been the reality that they were denied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly that. And like you said, the imagination is then allowed to, to come back alive. Yes. Right. And imagine what a world might be for working class white people and middle class white yes, people. Yes. Yes. Them ones like when enough of their money ain't going to, to this family who teethed all our shit. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, there we go. Like, that, that's a conversation that we can't even have for as long as, while well, as long as, while they're there, we can't have the conversation. Yeah. They stole shit from us. They stole all the things from us, but they're stealing from yeah. you lot too. They're thieves. Exactly. <laughs> they're actual exactly. thieves. My man is rolling around in a golden carriage. Right? Carriage. Yeah. Over, over potholes that they say they can't afford to fill. Ah. Uh, okay, they are, then. We are, people are, and again, like, like the, the pervasiveness of, of white supremacy and racism. Like, I remember years ago watching this documentary about, about a woman who, she was at rock bottom, fam. And it's like, you know, I don't want to like, I'm not, I'm not saying this to to belittle anybody mm-hmm. like the drug user she'd been she was a child of the system she had been abused by this country do you know what i mean yeah and she had lost everything and she was living in a car park and her children had been taken from her and she was still trying to evoke this feeling we're talking about and she said from a really beautiful place you know i've got to try and be positive they've stuck a camera in her face as well bear in mind that, wow. that again for tv they stuck a camera in this woman's face and been like how do you feel? And she's like, I'm just trying to be grateful. You know, at least I'm not inside no more. And, you know, things could be worse. I could be starving in Africa. Right? Whoa. And it's this mentality, right, that the monarchy endows people with, right? Yes. In this country. That no matter what, it could be worse. It could be African. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's this, that's the problem. Yes. Right? Because at least, you know, they've got this thing to hold on to. Whereas yes. holding on to that thing is stopping all else from actually improving. Yes. Because you know what? As much as I appreciate that situation and that sentiment and people in that situation, you know what I mean? You should be in a better place. You should. Right? Your country should be taking care of you. Yes. They, should be, they should not be putting you in a system as a child that leaves you in this place. Mm-hmm. They have more than enough to be able to take care of you if they weren't spending that on gold carriages and fucking whatever else has been done. Exactly. With you get me? And so, like you said, what seemingly... And I, I, I'm, it's not trivial. Do you know what I mean? The fact that you're fighting in that sphere is necessary because if you achieve what the sentiment of what you're trying to achieve is achieved, the name of my of the institution I teach at will have to change because we'll that institution won't yeah. exist no more, right? And therefore, when they're coming to all the students and being like, "Oh, there's an opportunity here to to to, to create artwork for this for for this thing that for this farce," do you know them ones? People ain't gonna be jumping at it, and I ain't gonna have to be there going, "Why do you want to make work for them? Why do you want so, to?" Anyway, why do you want? And, 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 so it's all of this. It's all into that, that interconnected. That fabric yeah. 
it's not just about reverence of being. It's about acknowledgement of what can be done when we acknowledge our unity and our and our oneness. Yes. You know what I mean? When, when we see the interconnectedness of our being as something that needs to be fixed up and not just, you know, what's what do I get from this? What, yeah. what am I losing? Yeah. What am I else, right? We have the opportunity for conversations like that to have longer lasting real world consequences and implementation. Amen. You know, and what makes them so important. It's it's huge. I love the, that. The um going back to that book again, um in All Incomplete, they talk about how it's wild actually, because before I started reading it, I'd I'd read bits of it on picket lines and in other spaces and mm-hmm. I've, I've, i was like, I need to read this thing cover to cover properly. Um I'd spoken with the with the authors, they came in and give a brilliant talk um in one of the spaces I I occupy and I've been getting to this point of thinking that like, you know, they constantly talk, we, we talk about how they dehumanized us, right? Mm-mm. And how we, we have been, and part of white supremacy is to dehumanize us. I, mm. I've started to get to this point where we talk about, we're talking about revenge, right? I, I don't see how it's possible to do what has been done to us as a people and still maintain your humanity. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I think the people who have actually been dehumanized is the enemy, not us. Yeah, yeah. I Do you know what I mean? They've attempted to dehumanize us and all this other stuff, but they've had to kill that part of themselves, right? And again, you have to also always acknowledge when we talk about indigenous people, there are indigenous people to this land. Yes. Right? There are indigenous people to Europe, there are indigenous all, all to right. They were who was killed first. Yes. Do you know what I mean? They were who were colonized first, right? And mm-hmm. then they set about getting the rest of us, right? Yeah. So those who are in charge of that mission, right, in All Incomplete, they talk about um, the subject. In philosophy, they're constantly talking about the subject and the object and the subject and the subject. The first subjugation was them doing it to themselves. To to put themselves into a position where they say, I am a a land-owning, self-owning, world-owning conqueror. You have to dehumanize yourself to do that. Yeah. And then go about doing it, to, trying to do it to everyone else. And what we have just been doing all the way through is not allowing them to dehumanize us Amen. too. Right? Yeah. And so, with you know, kind of bringing it back to the project, like what I've had to learn is that being constantly drawn into a battle, with, or we, we, we have to, we're fighting this battle, but to constantly be in a place of fighting and, and at the behest of my own well being. Yes. Is also being drawn into a fight that I don't have to constantly fight, yeah, right? Yeah. If if one thing that they tried to take from us when they tried to dehumanize us, and they're con- and are, and are trying to take from us as they are trying to dehumanize us, is happiness, a proper life, purpose, enjoyment, peace, right? Yeah. Peace, right? If you, you can achieve those things, if we can achieve those things in life, we've already won one battle. That's right. It. So that's why I, the project at the moment is split is part one and part two. Part one was very much about, you know, the, the fight in the fight and, mm. and, and, and coming up with solutions. Right. But part two was like, I need to. I need to make this point and stress this point to people that it's OK to be happy. Yes. It's OK to feel joy. It's Who OK. Beyond the struggle. Who are we right. beyond Love, that? Yeah. yeah. Um, carving out a life, spending time with people. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like these things. It's not just like that's the result of the fight. That is a part of the back. That's a part that of the fight the because liber- that's, that's the act of liberation. Yes. Right. Yeah. They've denied. They tried to. They denied this to our ancestors, and even then, throughout, throughout the greatest of the horrors, 
Um, we, you know, I have to shout out my brother's Frugal Nation for, for, for the piece that they did in part one, the, the choreography. When we spoke, like, it was intimacy on a slave ship, fam. Yeah. Really, like, we need to really let that sit in. That all, when we were in the worst spaces, mm. there would have been someone holding someone else's hand. Like, we're so yeah. okay, we're going to get through this. Yeah, yeah. You know them ones? Like, there was someone stroking someone's head and being like, you know, you're all right, we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There was love there. There was care there. There was intimacy. There was beauty in yeah. even the worst of the worst of the worst. Throughout yeah. plantation, throughout colonization, throughout everything, yeah. in the camps, in the in the on all of these things, we have we have found spaces to demonstrate the love and care that we have for each other. And so that that thing is it can't be under it can't be undermined. It can't be yeah. said loud. That is deeply deeply important it's not yeah. just rising up with guns and shooting people and fighting back that is also massively important mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's not just you know shouting people down when we need to and disarming them yeah. like that need to keep that fire of love and care and reverence and beauty and intimacy it's everything mm-hmm. i love that because that is it that is it I, I, there's there's nothing I can say that that follows from that that hasn't been said. It is everything that literally is it. So thank you, thank you so much because that's I can't wait for the listeners to hear this conversation or to watch this conversation because I'll put it on YouTube as well because it's exactly you know like the I said to you the line that st- stuck out to me like conversation is action like this is literally what we've done here like shown we we've gone everywhere. And still came back to knowing that in essence, love, intimacy, care, beauty, that is everything. That is the whole reason we're doing any of this. That's the whole, that's the whole reason any of this is even going to be worth it at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and to, and to hold on to that, that is the real value in such a weirdly, wildly capitalistic society. That is, that is the thing that they can't commodify and take away from us because it's the thing that's kept us through so many centuries of fuckery. Yeah. So I know, I know they'll try. They will try constantly. Um, we, <laughs> we just have to keep. We have to just keep hold of it and keep fighting back. And you know, they'll try and take as much as they can. We just got to hold on to as much as I can and take yeah. as much as we can and t- take it back when we can. And we- yeah, that's 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 the purpose of the works, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do, and Thank that's you. what you're trying to do, and that's what we are doing as a people. And I, I think, you know, one thing I've, I always really want to stress as well. Like there was a time when someone would say to me like, oh you know, do you think it's possible to see actual change? And I would be like, you know, like, because there is, I spent a long time living in that kind of rawness, right? Mm-hmm. Of that, like, of just like the world, you know, and I think it comes, again, I think it comes out of this love. You know, I, 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 my parents raised me in such a way that they, they didn't, they, you know, to the extent that any family can, you know, there's always a fix that, you know, family mm-hmm. life hasn't, right? But like, I was raised in a very loving home. I was raised with very loving parents. Like they had their issues. We all have our issues, you know, it's, it's, things have happened, whatever, but like, um, I when I learned the true face of the world, the true face of the world is also horrible. Do you know what I mean? There's so much horrible things happening in the world, right? And I felt like for such a long time, I lived in a state of having to be like, I need to never look away, yeah. never look away from from that because yeah. because if you look away, you're paving over things. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's only so long you can just keep... You have to blink for the very yeah. least. Yes. You, know, you, have you have to blink. blink, you have to sleep. Bloody yeah. hell. You know? And, um, yeah, and at some point, like, 
it was it was yeah it just got it got it got too much and I was in I was in one interview and the woman says to me, um, you know like we're talking about all the stuff, all the politics, whatever. And she was like, what makes you happy? And I couldn't answer for about 10 minutes. I was like, yeah. and I, I think she might cut it out of the actual interview, but I was there for time, just like, rah, like, I, I don't know. That's a problem. Mm. Of 25 years old, that's a problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can't, and, I, and eventually I was like, oh, I like to travel and I like to spend time with people who I, I, I care about. And, you know, them ones, but it was just like, yo, something needs to change. And so like I, I did, I blinked and I, and I, and I, 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 I had to reimagine these things. Mm. And then I, Landed at this point now where it's like, yeah, I, I, I acknowledge them as exactly the same thing. You know, yeah. they're exactly the same thing. Is 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 acknowledging the the hideousness of the world and wanting to do something about it. It's also equally important, and it is the same act of love and reverence and fight to look at the beauty in the world and share that with people and say that love is central to that. Intimacy is important. Beauty is important. Whatever that is, you know, the ugly can also be beautiful. That rawness yeah. can also be beautiful. But because they're the same thing. Yeah, they're the same thing it's all existing that we spoke about yeah thank you and where can the people then find you um the best thing on my website apexzero.co.uk yes still got that uk in there which i'm not it served the purpose at a time when yeah. I could that's, what, that's the only one I could afford. I still ain't got around to fixing up yet. But mm. Apex Zero will spell out apexzero.co.uk and then all the other stuff is kind of from there. Yes. I've, I've tried to make it so it's like available on as many platforms as possible because again, I'm not trying to like centralize it mm. to just have one set of nice numbers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you could probably just type it into most search engines. If you type in Apex Zero Drama Warrior Storyteller, you'll find something and then you yeah. can kind of have your own journey of, of how you these things up but yeah i would recommend um like i did like definitely go on um apex's website and and get involved and you can watch the videos recommended that you watch it in 4k um like watch the videos and and really and the photography my god as well especially across the amazon like take your time like immerse yourself in that world it's it's beautiful so thank you so so much for joining me and chatting with me it's it's really like enriched me so thank you I'm, 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 like I said, I'm honored to be here, fam. Like, you're, you're, it's, it's such a beautiful space that you're creating, and it's such important work that you're doing. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's wonderful to be asked to come back and reopen that conversation we had. Because, yes. like I said, I, I walk away from conversations with you feeling nourished too, and feeling Same. empowered and emboldened. And it's like I, I know you're doing that for a lot of people, so just keep doing the work, fam. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, much love. Blessings. So I hope that you enjoyed that chat with multidisciplinary artist Apex Zero and myself. Two slaps on your chest, Apex. Like coming to some real realizations about who you are, what you've done and what you can do better going forward. This is why I'm always talking about being a dickhead in recovery. And, you know, some people have felt, oh, the word dickhead is on those affirmation cards. But if you understanding the real essence of these cards will move you forward in ways that you wouldn't and couldn't have imagined. So thank you, Apex, for being a guest for Share Your Magnificence. Um, now we move on to So You Mad. <clears throat> so So You Mad this week. Interesting, interesting things, Aguan. Um, my milkshake brings all the bills to the yard. Bill Murray, Khalees, really? Really? I mean, I get it. Like the older guys are really doing bits at the moment, but um, you're 43, he's 72. 
He's 72. He's 72. So I don't know. But um, <laughs> they wrote here, Ghost Luster. Woo! Hollywood superstar Bill Murray has struck up an unlikely romance with milkshake singer Khalees, who is almost 30 years his junior. I mean, some people are 19 years other people's juniors. You just don't know. Like, you know, you see how it goes. But I always say, like, let everybody be over the age of 30, at least to begin with, even over the age of 32, really, to begin with, before we start looking at these gaps. Okay. Uh, the Ghostbusters actor 72 watched the mum of three, 43, perform from the side of the stage in London last weekend, having also been spotted at her other recent shows. They could just be friends, though. They could just be friends. And, you know, like, I feel like as a woman, I, mean, I can only speak for myself, really. Let me not say as a woman. I feel like there are older people from way back that you're just like, you know what, even though they are very much in their old age They could still get it So I understand why people date Robert De Niro, Al Pacino Like, I see it I see it, small, small um, And Bill Murray, yeah They put a picture of him here from when he was in Ghostbusters He was a cutie He was a cutie Sources say the pair were also together at the same hotel And have been getting close for a while After first meeting in their native US um, They have reportedly bonded since Khalees' second husband died in um, That was really sad, that story About her second husband um, dying Long life to you, Bill Long life to you, Bill Is what I say going forward with this Um, Yes Oh, and he It was March last year While Bill's estranged wife Passed away in 2021 So they might not even be like doing anything They might not They might just be consoling each other for what they've experienced in terms of a loss of that magnitude um if they are doing something there's there's I'm I'm not judging that either way like do you like do yourselves like whatever ghostbusters like no do yourselves that's fine um but what I'm saying is that sometimes not every interaction is like romantic in that way sometimes you find solace in the most random places and I keep forgetting that it was just last year god damn Khalees, big up yourself, man Like, she's been through a lot She's been through a lot And, you know, from Nas to Bill You know, do There's a whole it's a, Live your life I like that she's not She doesn't limit herself in any way She's got her farm She cooks her food She makes her products Like, do you, you know um, You know, when she said My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard I didn't know that it was going to be a farmyard A barnyard But, you know, I'm with it I, I'm with it I didn't know that she literally meant milk You know That it would be made Right there on site um, But I'm with you girl I'm with you Father of six Bill was pictured During Khaleesi's set At the Mighty Hoopla Festival In Brockwell Park South London The pair also posed For a cosy snap backstage A friend said They've met up in the States before Which got people in the industry talking And now are meeting up in London While they're both here They've clearly hit it off These friends that talk God forbid I have a friend That will just be talking like this Like I'll I'll, I'll tear off your lips Um 
they were both seen at the same hotel and he's been watched he's been to watch her perform several times before he went to Mighty Hoopla but they've also both shared relatively recent bereavements and have that in, uh, that common bond between them that's what I said um that's what I said Uh, Whatever it is that has brought them together and however unlikely it seems that they are both single and are having fun despite the fairly big age gap. I didn't even know my foot was really up here like that. Look how I was holding my foot. God, Kalechi, have some decorum. Um, Yeah, I, you know, do you? Like I said, um, he's currently filming a sequel to the classic Ghostbusters franchise in London, which sees him reprise his role as Peter Venkman. Okay. Um, oh God. Off screen, his second wife, Jennifer Butler, accused him of domestic ab- oh, trigger warning, domestic abuse and sex, uh, marijuana and alcohol addictions, as well as infidelity during their marriage. Uh, the costume designer filed for divorce in 2008, but the pair are understood to have remained in touch before her death in 2021. Um, meanwhile, New York-born Khalees accused her first husband, um, hip-hop mogul Nas, of physically and mentally abusing her throughout their five-year marriage. She filed for divorce in 2009. I'd like to see their birth charts because it seems like they're doing things or uh, things are the same energies kind of around them at the same time, even though there's such a massive age gap. Uh, she filed for divorce in 2009 while she was seven months pregnant with their son. Khalees later explained it was really dark. There was a lot of drinking. There was a lot of physical and mental abuse. And it just got to the point where God is so good because being pregnant, I probably would have stayed longer had I not been pregnant um, because I really did love him and we were married. He's, her second husband, Mike Mora, died of stomach cancer last year, aged 37. That's really sad. Um, yeah, that's really sad. I just want, you know, whatever age people find their things, I just want people to experience love. You know, that's my thing. So if there's a, you know, however decades long gap between you lot, if you rock with each other and it's healthy and you help each other to elevate in this lifetime, do you, do you, but you know, who's not elevating. In fact, who's descending possibly into hell, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, yeah, 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 yeah. Boris Johnson has uh, resigned as MP um, in the midst of party gates. He's resigned. And it just says a lot about the nature of this country, as far as I'm concerned, that somebody would have been so corrupt, so shit, so incompetent during their time as prime minister and so duplicitous during their time as prime minister that they actually get given the opportunity to resign while well, he knew they were probably going to make, you know, they were probably going to make him stand down or something uh, as a result of the findings of the investigation into Partygate. So he resigned, but I'm just pissed off that he gets to resign, keep his, um, what salary that he would have got, keep his pensions and essentially not have his name tarnished. And that's very, very wild to me. It says here, Boris Johnson is standing down while he now has as, um, immediately as a conservative MP after an investigation into Partygate scandal, uh, found he misled parliament and recommended a lengthy suspension 
and recommended a lengthy suspension from the House of Commons. The former prime minister angrily accused the investigation of trying to drive him out and claimed there was a witch hunt underway to take revenge for Brexit and ultimately to reverse the 2016 referendum result. In a bitter 1,000 word statement, he attacked Rishi Sunak's government, the same Rishi Sunak that allowed him to put through his fucking honours list where he didn't even give um, Nadine Doris, his um, longtime side chick, he didn't even give her small spool peerage. She's been seeing your penis and you couldn't give her peerage. Wow. I was going to do something then and I'm glad I didn't do it. I'm just very wayward. Um, blaming the current prime minister for rising taxes, not being conservative enough and failing to make the most of Brexit. Johnson hinted that he may try to make a return to politics, saying he was very sad to be leaving parliament, at least for now. His departure from political life comes less than four years after he won an 80 seat political majority and nine months after he stood down as prime minister after a police fine for breaking his own COVID rules. In his statement, Johnson hit out at political enemies for targeting him. (laughs) My enemies are after me, is what he said. After he was shown the Privileges Committee um, findings against him earlier last week at this point. It is very sad to be leaving Parliament, at least for now. But above all, I am bewildered. I should read that as him. It's very sad to be leaving Parliament, at least for now. But above all... I, I'm bewildered and, and appalled that I can be forced out anti-democratically by a, a, a committee chaired and, and, and managed by the Labour MP Harriet Harman with such egregious bias, he said. Their purpose from the beginning has been to find me guilty, uh, regardless of, of, of the facts. Uh, this is the very definition of a kangaroo court. Shut up. I hope a kangaroo kicks you in your face. Shut up, Boris. Fuck off. Like, do you know how many people died and were isolated and lonely because of your, the way that you went about just mismanaging lockdown? Like, and then you're talking about a witch hunt. Philip Schofield the other week, witch hunt. Jeremy Jeremy Clarkson, uh, Piers Morgan, uh, Donald Trump. All of you lot love to claim a witch hunt. Do you know who were actually hunted as witches? Women. Not you, silly motherfuckers. It was actually women that were hunted because they dared to stand up against the status quo. So it was like, oh, let's drown them. Let's burn them. You've never experienced that. All of you are rich white men. You've never, ever experienced what a witch hunt actually is. So shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, all wild. But Carrie, girl, another child with this buffoon. Godspeed. Godspeed. Um, and on top of that, uh, Donald Trump, they're really dealing with him. My God, this was just a snippet of Pluto in Aquarius. Now Pluto's gone back into Capricorn for a little piece. It's retrograded back into Capricorn. Also, you just know it's going to be pressing on my Mars. But I'm ready. I'm a bad girl now. I'm ready. I've absorbed the lessons that Pluto wanted to teach me. I've experienced many deaths and rebirths. I'm super powered, baby. So let's go. Career-wise, I'm that girl. Donald Trump kept classified documents in shower and ballroom and faces 37 felony counts unsealed indictment shows. An unsealed indictment alleges that the former president uh, described a Pentagon plan of attack 
and shared a classified map related to military operation while keeping boxes of documents hidden at his Mar-a-Lago estate. Uh, The former president faces 37 felony counts related to retaining classified information, obstructing uh, justice and false statements. The indictment, which was made public on Friday, said Trump was personally involved in moving boxes to his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida and showed documents to others on at least two occasions. The charges accused the president of risking some of the country's most sensitive security secrets. Details on the U.S. nuclear weapons programs, potential vulnerabilities of the U.S. and its allies, and U.S. plans for retaliatory military attacks were in some of the documents the federal indictment said. Prosecutors said Trump showed another person a document from the Defense Department described as a plan of attack against another country. And there are pictures. I hope Jonathan can add these pictures. There are pictures of how he has kept these documents in the bathroom of this home. Why do you have chandeliers in that bathroom is what I want to know, because it's giving tacky. Um... The indictment marks the first time in U.S. history that a former president faces criminal charges by the federal government he once oversaw. Trump faces the possibility of prison if convicted with the charge of obstruction of justice carrying the highest penalty of up to 20 years. Charged alongside Trump was his aide, Walt Nauta, Nauta, um, who was seen on a CCTV camera removing boxes at the Mar-a-Lago estate. Um, wow, Nauta faces six charges, including conspiracy to obstruct, withholding a document or record and scheme to conceal, according to the federal indictment. He told the FBI that he did not know how some of the documents ended up at the Mar-a-Lago estate, when in fact he had been involved in moving them from a storage room, the indictment states. Um, I hope you get him. I hope you get him (laughs) I hope you get Don Nord baby I hope you get him Deal with that orange bitch yes Get him Get him Because wow Like I think that Somebody with lots and lots of power More power than Trump could ever dream to have Really had him uh, like wound around their finger They really had him under their thumb When they were like when you're leaving Get all of these things We are the only reason you were ever um, allowed to be a president Make sure you get those things And when we need them You will hand them over Okay And he did that because But then on the flip side Even if there wasn't somebody powerful Like Pulling his um, strings Because he is a puppet He's just an ugly Ugly Horrible puppet Um, Even if there was nobody doing that He would still have taken these things Because the business man that he is The ruthless bitch that he is He would have definitely thought Oh well What what I'm going to do Is I'm going to I'm going to sell this information To whoever asks for it I'll sell it to whoever asks for it Yeah yeah. And that's what he was really planning to do. He really thought he got away with it. You would have seen him not showering in that, that bathroom or just not showering at all, but looking at all those boxes and going, ha, ha. you know that meme? Ha, ha, ha. Thinking he's gotten away with it, but who? <laughs> Prison, you are going to jail. You are going to jail. But he might escape. You know how these things be. Um, 
why is all my news really about Americans this week? No, I mean, I cast Boris, but Boris is also an American citizen, isn't he? He was born in America. So it feels like I've just talked to quite, I've talked about lots of Americans. Anyway, let's move to straw of the week, AKA suck your mum. My first, mm, yeah, let's say, yeah, my, no, I haven't got time. So I'll do one straw of the week. Let's see how I go. Um, So the straw of the week goes out to this woman um, who killed she um a black mother basically a black mother of four was shot and killed by a neighbor her family wants the woman who shot her arrested a mother of four was shot and killed in florida following a long time feud with a neighbor a white woman um who had complained about the victim's children playing outside authorities and a family attorney said deputies responded to a trespass a trespassing call friday night and one and found one woman suffering from a gunshot wound marion county florida uh, Sheriff Bill uh, Billy Wood said in a Monday news conference, the victim was identified by authorities as Ajike A.J. Owens. She was 35. The woman of uh, the shooter, also a woman, engaged with Owens' children and threw a pair of skates hitting the children, the sheriff said. A witness told the police there had been a dispute over a child's electronic tablet device prior to the shooter throwing the skates at the children, according to an incident report from the sheriff's office. Following that interaction, one of the children went back inside their home and told their mother, who went to the neighbor's home to confront the lady, the sheriff said. According to the shooter, there was a lot of aggressiveness from both sides. So, um, of course, the white woman would say there was a lot of aggressiveness from both sides because she's being a white woman. Um as well as threats being made and Owens was ultimately shot through the door, Wood said. What, uh, witnesses told authorities, uh, authorities Owens went to the shooter's home and knocked on the door before she was shot, according to the incident report. So she knocked on the door. She knocked on the door. I don't see what was aggressive about that because the thing is, let me tell you, if you dash skates at my child, right? I'm not knocking on your door. I'm tearing the door off the fucking hinges. Are you nuts? So... That's aggressiveness on one side, my side, my G, my side. But she knocked on the door after you dashed a skate at her child. Owens was later pronounced dead at a hospital, authorities said. The woman who fired at Owens has been cooperating with law enforcement. Of course she has. She's a white woman. The sheriff added no arrest has been made. Um, in the case. So she shoots a woman dead, dashes a, a skate at one of the women that before she sh- shoots the woman dead, she dashes skates at a woman's children. And um, she's fine. She's not being arrested. Am I understanding that? That's how that that's what we're doing today in another day ending in why in this white supremacist society. Cool. Authorities have not named the shooter or shared any identifying information, but civil rights attorney Ben Crump, one of the attorneys representing the family, identified her as a white woman. According to a news release um, from his office on Monday, the incident uh, report also described the shooter as a 58-year-old white woman. So she's not old. She's very aware of what she was doing. Um... In a separate news conference held by Owen's family attorneys, the victim's mother said the neighbor who shot the daughter had called the family, including the children, racial slurs. Of course she has. 
The neighbor's door never opened when um, Owens, who was black, tried to confront her and she was shot, uh, she was shot through the door. Um, Pamela Diaz, the victim's mother, said, my daughter, my grandchildren's mother, was shot and killed with her nine-year-old son standing next to her. She had no weapon. She posed no imminent threat to anyone, Diaz said. I'm asking for justice. Um, she added, justice for my daughter. And she goes on to say, it is asinine when they try to justify this unjustifiable killing of this mother of four who was killed in front of her children. Oh, that's what Crump said. Um, it is heartbreaking on every level. A verified GoFundMe page to support Owen's family has raised more than $30,000 by Monday night. Like, rest in peace, Ajikare. Like, I'm so sorry that this raggedy bitch could get away with doing such. And I hope she doesn't get away with it is the thing. I hope she doesn't. Like, the gun laws at some point, we're going to have to address them in America because this is disgraceful and this is disgusting. But for those who might be wondering, um, and I'm sure um, Jonathan can add her image to this video. Her name is Suzanne Lorick, right? Suzanne Lorick, you cunt. Burn in hell, bitch. You stupid, silly bitch. I, I hope that something is done. One way or another, I hope that something is done because you are very, very trigger happy and somebody needs to slap you up. I'm not inciting anything. I'm not inciting anything, actually. I'm just saying that if somebody were to slap you up, I would understand. If somebody were to tump you in your face and drag those harsh highlights off your scalp, I would definitely understand. Suck your mum for eternity, you prick. You can't, you evil bitch. Um, well, that's it. That's it. I feel like I've covered everything. I don't want this to be like a super duper long episode. I was going to cuss Dr. Umar for what he said about the LGBTQ plus community. Um, but you know what? You're going to say many more ridiculous and harmful things and I'm going to get you then. I'm definitely going to get you then. Dr. Umar isn't smart. Stop making him feel like he is. And I shouldn't, I'm not even going to call him Dr. Umar. Umar or whatever your other name is, like you're a bitch. Stop it. Be content Like somebody who decided To marry two wives You've got two pom-poms to lick I don't even Go and deal with that Go and deal with that And stay out of everybody else's business But that's me You know I'm done I'm out You have been listening Slash watching SYM Also uh, Let me start that again I have been Kelechi Okafor And this has been SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. Don't forget that you can watch the video of this podcast on YouTube. It's a whole different vibe because there's memes galore and it's just funny as fuck. And um, yeah, uh, or if you can't watch, you can always listen. Remember to like the and leave reviews, whether you're listening or whether you're watching. Remember to leave reviews and definitely remember to get your book, pre-order my book and get your tickets to the live show. That's it. I'm out. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani Womanist. Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are go sippy, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you'll never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.